You guys are in for a special treat this morning. We have Charles Sukaluza, a close friend of ours from Malawi. Charles has, uh, we've been over in Malawi a number of times. They're one of our key partner countries. Charles has been over here several times. He has preached here before. If you've not had the privilege, let me just warn you, you will not be sleeping during this time. Charles and uh, three other brothers, including, uh, well, Amos Kingsley and uh, Joseph are all special, but many of you have been praying and knew about our partnership with an orphan ministry there, Kendall, and the leader, the director, Joseph, stand up, Joseph, is here. First time ever we've had the director in the house, so Joseph's a dear brother. Thank you, Joseph, all of them. We've got a chief over there, Amos Kingsley. Uh, Charles is seeing movements in his country, and we're part of that for our partnership with Charles. Thank you, Charles, so much. Lord bless you, brother. Thank you. Can we all stand? And I ask you to lift up your hands to the Father as we pray. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you because you're God and we know that you're in control. We thank you for this moment and we thank you for your people. We thank you for our hearts which are good soil on which the seed of your word shall be planted. And we thank you that your seed will grow and bear fruit and that the fruit will remain to your glory. And therefore, we thank you, Father God, for your word. And we pray as we yield ourselves to you that you will speak to us and that we shall hear the voice of God. I yield my spirit, and my soul, and my body to you. Take the entirety of my being and use it to your own glory. Clothe me, O God, and hide me behind the cloud of glory. And let these people not hear my voice, but hear your voice. We give you praise and we give you glory in the name of Jesus Christ, now and forevermore. May God's people say, Amen. Thank you. I would like to thank Pastor uh, Jeff Wells and, and Pastor Tim Martin and uh, all the pastors and the elders and the leadership of Woods Edge Community Church. And on, my, on behalf of the 26 countries that, that uh, you invited, I would like to say thank you for inviting us. And thank you for hosting us. And thank you for the people that hosted us in their homes. The hospitality was warm. We have been well received and well treated. And so on behalf of my friends, I would like to say thank you. Amen. I would like to read the word of God from the book of Joshua chapter 13. Joshua chapter 13, I want to read from verse 1 to 6. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, you are old and advanced in years, and there remains yet very much land. To be possessed. This is the land that yet remains all the regions of the Philistines and all those of the Gusharites from the, from the Sihol or Shihol, which is east of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron. It is counted as Canaanite. There are five rulers of the Philistines those of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. And those of the Avim in the south, 
all the land of the, of the Canaanites and Merah that belongs to Sidonians, to Afek, to the boundary of the Amorites and the land of the Gibelites and all the Lebanon toward the sunrise from Bagad below Mount Hermon to Leba, to Leboth Hamath. All the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon to Misraforth Maim. Don't worry about the pronunciations and the tough words. But we need to read them. Even all the Sidonians, now mark this. I myself will drive them out before the people of Israel. Only allot the land to Israel for an inheritance as I have commanded you. Quickly, would like to read Matthew chapter 20. From verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers. Now, I want you to mark the word laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, you go into the vineyard too. And whatever is right, I will give you. So they went going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour. He did the same. Verse 6. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. Taking some time this morning, I want to speak on the subject that I get from the book of Joshua, chapter 13, finishing the task. Finishing the task. Joshua chapter 13 is amazing. And every time I look at it, I get amazed. And as I prepared and as I was before God and as I asked God what God really wanted me to speak about, and I sensed in my spirit that God is really laying on my heart something that I would like to share with you this morning. And Joshua is old, and the Bible tells us that Joshua was old, and some other Bible scholars say that he was about 100 years of age. Chapter 12 of Joshua closes with something that is remarkable. It closes by announcing of the great victories that Joshua had accomplished. And chapter 12 of Joshua closes by saying that 31 kings had been conquered in the land. That was a remarkable, remarkable work. And at a time that he was now supposed to be thinking of retirement and taking a break from active duty, God comes and he tells him something. He says, 
there remains yet much land to be possessed. Being here during the conference, Bring Hope 2016, and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit through all the speakers that God brought to us. And hearing the voices of the Holy Spirit through the facilitators and the organizers of Bring Hope 2016. The message is clear to all missionaries, partners, and Woods Age members. The message is clear. There remains much land yet to be possessed. There remains much land yet to be possessed in the United States of America. There remains yet much land to be possessed in Ecuador, Honduras, Belize, Mexico. There is much land yet to be possessed in Sierra Leone, Ghana, Uganda, Malawi, Ethiopia. There is yet much land to be possessed in Germany, Spain, Greece, Romania, Ukraine, Armenia, Russia. There is yet much land to be possessed in Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Pakistan, India, China, Bhutan, Philippines, Jordan, Palestine, and Turkey. There is yet much land to be possessed all over the world, even the countries that are not represented here this morning. And I pray that each one of us will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit inside our hearts, inside our lives. The cry of the Spirit to us as individuals, to us as nations and as churches, to us as leaders, to us as disciples of Christ. The cry, the call is there is yet much land to be possessed. I sense in my spirit that there is a resounding call for us to finish the task. God is aging us not to tire. He's aging us not to take a break. He's urging us not to relax, slow down, and camp in celebration for the victories that we have attained as up to now. Because there is still much land to be possessed and to be taken for Christ and his kingdom. In Malawi, God laid on my heart to reach out to the chiefs of the Chewa tribe. And during one of the conferences that we have, we, we, we always have in Malawi and sponsored by you guys here in Woods Edge. And uh, we had a team from here that had come. And Pastor Tim Martin was sharing about the person of peace. That night, in a small group of leaders that were gathered, God laid on my heart, and he said these words. He said, you cannot reach out to people without you involving the chiefs. And God laid on my heart to start a ministry among the chiefs. And today, what God dropped in my heart as a simple thought has now turned into a great vision. And thanks to Woods Edge. Thank you for coming to Malawi. Thank you for helping us. I thought somebody was going to clap hands for Jesus. In that small meeting, 
in that small meeting, through that small thought, great things are happening in the villages of our country. And we had a recording of one of the chiefs, Chief Chapinja, whose name is Amos Divala, who is right here with us. And I would like you to watch this. I am Amos Banwerodiva from Mala. I am married and we have six children. I am a chief of a Chewa tribe. As a chief, I lead my people and 12 group of village men and 17 village headmen. I am known as a senior group of village head manager of Sinja. I was served in 2006. In 2012, I was invited by Pastor Charles to attend a conference. When I went there with other chiefs, I was surprised to find pastors. It was the first time for chiefs and pastors to be together and be taught the Bible. My life changed as I learned about discipleship. I went back to my village and started disciple other chiefs. We have started a center of 80 chiefs. From one center, we have opened 20 centers. When we open a center, we teach them to go and disciple other chiefs who go and disciple others. In these 20 centers, we have total, a total of over 1,000 chiefs. I thank God for our Pastor Charles who came to, our, to help us reach these villages for Jesus. Our vision and prayer is to see all the Chewa chiefs turn into disciples of Jesus Christ. Come on, we can give God a better clap. These are chiefs, these are chiefs that are bound by the powers of darkness. These are chiefs whose daily work involves the occult, witchcraft. That's their, their daily work. These are chiefs that are not friends with the church. These are chiefs that are told not to enter the door of the traditional churches. And God is just breaking through. Just breaking through. Now we can hear such stories and see such things. And I believe that each one of us from all the countries have certain great stories to tell. And we can see all that and we can begin to settle down and say, praise God. We've done it. Or we can say, praise God. God has done it. To God be the glory. And we start relaxing. But the voice that we hear this morning, the voice that we hear this morning is even though we have achieved great victory, even though we have taken cities, what God said 
to Joshua. He said, don't relax. There is much more land for you to take. And I sense that this is the call of the Spirit of God. Those of us that are praying, don't relax, pray more. Because there is much land to be possessed. Those that are preaching, don't relax, preach more. Because there is much land for us to, be, to possess. Those of us that are giving, don't slumber, give more. Because there is much land for us to possess. Each one of us must play his or her part in order for us to take the land together. Now in that, in that parable that I read from Matthew chapter 20, a lot can be said, but three things are very clear in the parable. Number one, the parable talks about the landowner. Number two, the parable talks about the land itself. Number three, the parable talks about the laborers. The landowner is a picture of God. The land is a picture of the harvest field on which God has called us to work. And the laborers are the disciples that are called to work on that land. The parable is very clear that he had vast land. The parable is also very clear that this man who was the owner of this farm or land had a set time by which work must be finished. And the set time was by sunset, 6 p.m. So he goes out early in the morning and he finds people loafing around and he calls them. And he, he, amazingly, he agrees with them how much they will be paid. Then he goes out again, 9 o'clock, and he goes out again at 12 o'clock. He goes out again at 3 o'clock. And 5 p.m., when it is only one hour to go, he goes out again. What picture do we find? It's the same picture that God spoke to Joshua. There is yet much land to be possessed. This is why this landowner was going out, going out, going out. I sense this morning that the landowner, God Almighty, is still going out, seeking people who can come and work on the harvest field. Because the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. It is amazing that God calls them laborers. Who are laborers? Quickly, my understanding of a laborer from where I come from. Laborers are people that have no professional skills. Number two, laborers are people that are, have low academic qualifications. Number three, laborers are people that are subjected to harsh working conditions and they never stop. Laborers are people that are lowly paid in society. And the Bible says, he went and looked for laborers. I sense in, the, uh, in my spirit this morning that God has too many pastors but a few laborers. Too many bishops but a few laborers. You may not say amen, but that's all right. Too many apostles and prophets and evangelists, but very few laborers. Too many elders and deacons, but few laborers. Too many planners and strategists, but few laborers. Ladies and gentlemen, God has called us as 11th hour servants to finish the task so that we can speak like Paul 
there is no place left for me to preach the gospel. Maybe the question is, how can we do that? Quickly, number one, we need a wakeable and doable strategy. A strategy, a strategy that is wakeable, doable, reproducible. The principle of synergy indicates that we can achieve more together than each one of us individually put together. Number two, we need resources. It takes resources to disciple nations, ethnic groups, cities, and communities. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that it took money for the Roman soldiers to be silenced about the resurrection of Jesus. And may I suggest to you, it will take money for the soldiers of the cross to be empowered and open their mouth and take the communities and the villages and the nations for Jesus Christ. You just missed the best place to clap your hands. What took money will still take money today. Number three, we need a spiritual force that is generated through prayer and intercession. We cannot win these villages, these communities, these nations without prayer. Prayer and intercession was the backbone of the early church. It's not by might, not by power, but by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We cannot win this battle in the pulpit before we win this battle on our knees. And this is one thing that we need to learn in America. And thank God for the few and the others that have already learned. But we need to pray more. We need to pray more. Last one. Human resource. We need human resource. We need people. We need to search for the right people. We need to set them on fire and empower them. And we need to send them so that they can go and win the world. Samson wanted to burn the fields of the Philistines. But he was all by himself. But the power of the Holy Spirit came upon him. And he had an idea. And so he went into the forest and he began to chase foxes. I don't know how he did it. He caught 300 foxes. I don't know how he did it. He bound the towels together and put firebrands between each one of them. And the Bible says he sent them forth into the fields of the Philistines. And they were all set on fire. May we Go as foxes with the firebrands on our lives and go back to our 26 countries and go back to America and saturate every place and go to every place and set the world on fire for Jesus Christ. May we all rise. May we all rise. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. We thank you and we bless you. We honor you. We glorify your name. We thank you that you're God. And we thank you that beside you there is none else. And therefore we hear the urgency of the moment. The urgency of the hour. That you are calling disciples to yourself. 
You are calling people to come to yourself. And therefore, we thank you and we bless you that as we come to you, we shall take the heart to go to the world and make disciples who make disciples who make disciples until the world catches the fire of the Holy Spirit. Yes. We thank you and we bless you. In the mighty name, the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. amen.